This is Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life, episode number four, How to Not Become Weary in Well-Doing. This is The 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back, everyone, to this fantastic Monday. I am so excited that you are all here and listening for another week. I wanted to thank everyone who reached out and sent words of encouragement and love and just really kind of stood behind me last week and supporting me with the launch of this podcast. I was really grateful and felt very loved from many people. And I am just wanted to make sure that I said thank you to those people publicly. Um, some of you have uh, reached out to me and brought to my attention that there have been some uh, difficulties accessing the podcast on iTunes. And I am aware of that, and we are working to get that figured out. So hopefully that will get worked out soon. I am also hoping to be able to have the podcast uploaded to Google Play and some other sites that people have mentioned that they listen to podcasts on. So that is coming soon. And someone else mentioned to me that they uh, were wondering if the podcast would be on my website, and it will be eventually. So I am getting that worked out as well. We're just at the beginning, so we're just working out all the kinks. So that will be on my website eventually, and you'll be able to access that through the website. Um, Please know that if you do need to get a hold of me or if you have any other feedback or things that you want to tell me about, please reach out to me via email at meg at theacowlife.com. Or you can go on my Facebook page uh, under the same name, The Eight Cow Life, and leave me a message there. And I will do my best to make sure that we get the podcast where it needs to go and be able to help you all with listening to it more. So let's jump into today's topic today. Today's topic, which is how to become how to not become weary in well-doing came from a conversation that I had with a friend and she suggested that I do this podcast and I really liked it. I started coming up with some ideas and I thought there were some significantly good ideas that I'm hoping will help all of you in this area. I think it's a great topic because in the LDS church we're asked to serve a lot. We are asked to serve our families, we're asked to serve in various positions in the church, We're asked to serve in our community, our neighbors, and people in general. I know all of us have really busy lives that can end up stretching us to our limits if we're not careful. And when you feel like you have to do and be everything to everyone, it can get a little overwhelming pretty quickly. (laughs) So I am hoping to help you out today by giving some practical as well as mental tips to help you prioritize and cut yourself a little bit of slack, but still be able to accomplish what you should be. And that I hope is to be able to just love the people around you. Because from personal experience, there's nothing worse than serving out of obligation only. (laughs) So I know that sometimes we do serve out of obligation and that is just life. But if 
we can constantly strive to be able to do it out of a place of love, it's just going to be so much better for ourselves as well as the people that we do serve. So I've kind of broken it down into some little categories for us. And so I'm going to kind of go ahead and talk about those. So I think one of the big things that we need to focus on in helping us not become overwhelmed in all that we're asked to do is to make sure that we have our priorities in line. And this means that we are serving the people that we need to and that are the most important to us first. So I know many women who serve and give unselfishly to others on a constant basis. And I just find this amazing. And I am so grateful for those women. And we should be trying to serve others frequently. And we should be trying to give of ourselves to others. But I think what happens a lot of times is that we forget in the end when we're serving like this to serve ourselves. And we have can often find ourselves getting into a pattern where we think that if we do anything for ourselves that we're being selfish. And today I wanna offer a thought that's almost the complete opposite of that is that if we aren't doing anything for ourselves then we are being selfish. When we constantly give and give and give with no time for much needed self-care, we will hit a wall and not be able to serve anyone because our well has run dry. Um, We can lack depth and perspective that can only come when we tend to our own minds and bodies. When I was on a mission, my mission president shared this following scripture with me, and it does have a lot to do with missionary work. But I think it's really, um, it has some applicability to this situation that I'm talking about in priorities. So it's it's from the Doctrine and Covenants, section 18, verses 15 through 16, and it says, And if it so be that you should labor all your days in crying repentance unto this people, and bring, save it be, one soul unto me, how great shall be your joy with him in the kingdom of my Father! And now, if your joy will be great with one soul that you have brought unto me into the kingdom of my Father, how great will be your joy if you should bring many souls unto me. You know, I went and talked to my mission president at a time on my mission when I was struggling with some things. And this is when he shared that scripture with me. And he was really saying, make sure that you you take you to where you want to go and where you need to go. And of course, this is referencing being able to return and live with our Heavenly Father and that if we can't bring ourselves to that point, then it doesn't really matter how many other people bring what we bring with us. And I think in this uh, um, reference to service, you know, if you cannot take care of yourself, then you're not going to be able to take care of other people. It doesn't really matter how many people you may want to serve if you can't, if you're not taking care of yourself. So we really need to make sure that we are taking time for ourselves. And then once we are making sure that we have a good and healthy pattern of self-care established and one that, you know, allows us to be able to do more because you have to make sure that you don't fall into the trap of constant self-care 
because that would be really easy and saying, I can't do this because I need to take care of me because there, of course there's things we'd always rather do for ourselves and there does need to be some sacrifice. But I think we all know if we really turn into ourselves and have some self introspection, we know where that healthy level is to be able to give ourselves that needed boost to then be able to turn outward again and be able to help those. And I think we often think that we have to do big and great things in serving other people. And, you know, we need to make sure that we have it in order, that our priorities are there. So first, we need to make sure that we are filling our own wells and filling our own souls and being able to, you know, really give ourselves what we need. Then we need to make sure that if we're married, that then we are serving our husbands, then our children, then our other close and immediate family members, and then our close friends, and then others outside of that. Um, I think a lot of times we think that to do great things, we have to serve, you know, on a great and grand level, and that just is not, not true at all. One of my favorite um, stories I just love came from a recent general conference, and it was told of a woman who went abroad to serve refugees. And upon returning um, home from that trip, felt the spirit tell her that what she had done was good, but now she needed to go and serve her neighbor. So like I was saying, we don't need to do grand things. The service of others, you know, Christ did not command us to go abroad and serve, you know, um, on a grand level. He just said, love your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that that's so true. No matter where you live or whatever circumstance you may find yourself in, there is somebody always who needs your service, whether that be a smile in the grocery store, whether that be a kind word as you pass somebody on the street whether that be a hug to a child who's crying, there's always something that you can do to make a difference in somebody's life. But we need to make sure that the most important people in our lives are being served first, and that most assuredly includes you. Okay, the next one. I've labeled this one, dumb it down. <laughs> so I, I like this one a lot. So I think in the age of Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter, we can often become overwhelmed by thinking that we need to be, in order to be worthy or of value in our offerings to others, that they need to be something like perfectly shaped sugar cookies or a, go- or a gorgeous home to entertain in. Um, we think that for our children to feel loved, we need to make homemade birthday cakes or that take hours to create or make sure their rooms are the cutest ones on the block. So this is just false pressure. And so I say, dumb it down. <laughs> Years from now, no one is going to remember if you brought them a Pinterest worthy baked good and your children are certainly not going to remember an Instagram staged bedroom. What people will remember is that the love that they felt and that you extended to them in that moment. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't make beautiful cookies or cakes to give to others or that you shouldn't have a beautiful home. 
What I am saying is that if you can do those things from a place of love and happiness, great. But if you are doing them because you think that's the only way someone will feel your offering is worthy, stop it. Just stop it, as Elder Uchtdorf said. Personally, I am in a time in my life where if I tried to make and do everything I wanted to for others, I would just crumble. I simply cannot do it from a place of love, so I have to dumb it down. (laughs) I'll give you an example. So for the ladies that I visit teach um, in the church, I try and do something for their birthdays. And a few years ago, I was in our local grocery store and I walked by their baked goods section. And in the display case, there was this giant cupcake that was beautifully decorated for a birthday celebration. So guess what I do now for their birthdays? I drive to that local grocery store and I buy my visiting teacher teaching sisters one of those cupcakes and a plant from the same store's floral department and accompany it with a card. I am able to deliver it with love and I feel like I'm still doing something special for them even though I didn't slave all day in my kitchen baking and decorating. So I just love that because I can give them something that I feel is special and worthy of them and will make them feel my love, but then I don't have to go home and clean up a disaster of a kitchen. And they still feel my love. I mean, that's their choice to feel my love, but I still love them the same by going to get them that cupcake as if I had baked it in my own house. It is the still the same amount of love. So I want you to look into your life and figure out what areas you can dumb it down in. Because I'm telling you, it will change your life. Okay, number three. This one I labeled outsourcing. You know, when I was starting this business, I have had to read a lot and research a lot on how to be successful because it's not easy starting your own business. And one thing that keeps coming up in all the stuff that I research again and again and again is this concept of outsourcing. So in a business, you want to make sure that you are doing the things that only you can do and that you are good at. And everything else you want to hand over to someone else that can do it better than you, can do it faster than you, can save you time. Now, I think this is a brilliant concept, and I think it's something that we need to each implement in our own lives. You know, we have to remember that to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, and the perfect friend does does not mean that we have to do it all. And even if we did do it all, we still wouldn't be perfect because none of us are. So we need to make sure that we outsource the things that we don't necessarily like or have to do. So if you hate cleaning, hire a cleaning lady. It's okay. No one's going to think anything less of you. And even if they do, that's none of your business. If you'd rather not cook, see if you can trade off meals with another mom. I would love to do this. It's logistically a little bit hard. I wish I had a neighbor right next door who loved to trade off meals with a family of five children, (laughs) but I don't. So logistically right now, that's just not going to work. And luckily I cook enough that it's fine. Um, If you don't like going clothes shopping, 
and it makes you want to break out in hives like me, hire a stylist or ask a friend who has really good taste to help you. To be successful does not mean that you have to do it all. To be successful means that we let others do what they're good at and focus on what we're good at. As a mom and as a wife, there are only things that you can do for your children and your husband that nobody else can do. And so make sure that your time isn't being wasted in doing the things that somebody else could do. So really take a look at your life and make sure that you're doing that. And in the area of serving others, I want you to remember that you may not be that woman who can bring a five course meal, but you can pick up the phone and order pizza and the end result is the same. People's bellies are fed and you have reached out in love. So really what you need to make sure that you're doing in all of this is make sure that your focus is what it should be. Is someone feeling loved? Is what I'm doing all with the end game of creating and passing on love? That should be it. All right, my last one. (laughs) Don't overthink it. I think that one of our greatest hindrances in not do in not being overwhelmed in doing good is that we focus too much on the outcome. We can be prompted to do a good deed and instead of just pushing ahead and doing it, we start to think about what the person we are going to serve will think of our service. Not only do we start worrying about what they will think, but we also start worrying about what others may think if they find out what we did. I don't think that doing service for the sole reason of praise from others is ever a good idea, but we should not stop doing good because of what others may think or say of our service. What others think and say in regards uh, to what we do is their business. Our only job is to do what we feel we should and to love others. Others will always have an opinion of what we do. It can be good or it can be bad, but you need to remember it's theirs, not yours. Okay, friends, that's it for this week. And I hope it gets you started on a great week and that you all can accomplish great things starting on this Monday. And I will be back here next week with another great podcast. So we'll see you then. Have a good one.